Welcome to the Optimal You Podcast. This is pharmacist Steve Ersfeld. Grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 32 of the Ersfeld Pharmacy Optimal You Podcast. I'm your host, pharmacist Steve Ersfeld. The goal of the podcast is to, is to discuss different health topics that might be helpful for you in your journey to becoming the optimal you. If you listen all the way to the end of the podcast, I have a special offer for you as a gift for taking the time to listen. Today's guest is Dr. Edward Fogarty. Before we start our visit with Dr. Fogarty, I need to let the listeners know that this podcast provides general information and a discussion about health and health-related subjects. The information provided in the podcast is not intended or should not be construed as medical advice, nor is the information a substitute for professional medical expertise or treatment. Just a little bit of background on Dr. Fogarty. He's a diagnostic radiology specialist in Omaha, Nebraska, and has over 25 years of experience in medical field. He graduated from the University of Nebraska at Lincoln in 1998. I'm assuming you're a big Huskers fan. Well, yeah, actually the medical school is in Omaha, but yes, oh. uh, we do have season tickets in the family for the Huskers and oh. I uh, I bleed red for sure. That's good. So a couple topics we're going to visit about today is a patented product called Proimmune. That's a dietary supplement for immune support uh, that came about, uh, well, actually it's been around for a while, but uh, Dr. Fogarty um, got some grants, I think, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, some 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 very important grants in, in North Dakota. And, and, uh, you know, I was, uh, the chair of radiology for the university of North Dakota school of medicine for about, uh, 13, 14 years. And, uh, was there in Bismarck on the Southwest campus. And, um, and so, uh, you know, I, I kind of got into this whole integrative medicine world. Um, kind of right out the chute getting up to North Dakota with the diagnosis of autism and my son Riley mm -hmm. and um um it was actually through some North Dakota connections um in government and Linda Butts who was our uh department of secretary or uh mm -hmm. secretary of the department of transportation uh mm -hmm. years ago for Hoven and Dalrymple who kind of found me out of the woodwork. Um, she had she had heard I'd been taking care of my own son with a mild hyperbaric chamber, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, going back to the uh, the love of the Huskers, I put Riley in, well, between the ages of three and four and a half, I put Riley into a, a soft hyperbaric chamber and mainly used air, didn't use a lot of supplemental oxygen, um, cause it's just a little cumbersome and, uh, it took a while. It took quite a, quite a number of hours, but eventually we got him talking and, uh, his first words were when we sat down for the season opener, um, back in 2007 for the Huskers in South Bismarck and it's him and his twin sister who's talkative and chatty as all get out and his older brother. We had three kids in 15 months, so I call them the Irish triplets. <laughs> and lo and behold, Riley sits down to watch the game with us and just belts out, go Huskers. It, literally, <laughs> the first words, recognizable words that he ever spoke. But I do credit, um, you know, mild hyperbaric uh, therapy and, and predominantly air therapy for, for his um, improvements in speech and language and and uh, executive function through the his early years. And uh, there was just a paper that was uh, published in Frontiers in Neurology this summer from some University of Wisconsin researchers that I'm familiar with um, on a personal level with Dr. Harch down at LSU, who's, who's uh, he's the guru of neurological hyperbaric therapy in, in all of America. Um, and, uh, you know, th these researchers in Wisconsin, we pushed them to do a study to see if hyperbaric air therapy could actually release stem cells at an increased level, as has previously been shown by the University of Pennsylvania in 2007, hyperbaric oxygen therapy at medical grade levels. 
was shown after 10 hours to increase circulating CD34 cells, which are stem cells, in the bloodstream of 10 healthy normal males after about 10 one-hour therapy sessions. And so the Wisconsin crew replicated that on air alone, air pressure alone, and they didn't, they didn't hit 800% increase of stem cells, but they did hit 300%. And um, if you look at it from an economic standpoint, uh, these soft chambers that all these athletes are using all over the country and all over the world um, are, they're pretty easily accessible uh, to the average Joe. And, and my first dementia recovery case, which I just submitted for publication to Frontiers in Neurology, uh, involves a, a North Dakota family um, uh, the Koska family, uh, Bobby Koska was uh, Stan Koska's son who started Koska Sporting Goods in Fargo uh, with his dad. And Stan Koska, you know, I, we're kind of getting into some North Dakota legends here, but. Yeah. Hey, Stan Koska was a patient of mine when I worked in Fargo. <laughs> oh, that's awesome to hear. So, you know, Stan, Stan really, he's the reason why the NFL has a draft. Um, because in 1935, he was the the most highly recruited, sought-after football player coming out of uh, University of Minnesota. And he got all the NFL um, owners into a bidding war over him. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And uh, and so he, he bid him up to uh, the, the Brooklyn Dodgers, the football team at the time, uh, New York, uh, gave him a contract for $5,000 a year and everyone else on the team was making $500 a year. Jeez. And then the next year, uh, my alma mater, the university of Chicago, where I went to college and, and we had pep talks from, from this individual, Jay Burwanger is his name. He was the first Heisman trophy winner, played football, played halfback at the university of Chicago. And, and in 1936, when he won the Heisman Trophy, um, you know the NFL had instituted the draft, and he he basically uh, was a, a complete dissident. He was just like, you know, I'm I'm not going to go, I'm not going to be a captive, you know, economic uh, slave to the NFL system, and so he he never played a down of football in the NFL. Wow. Didn't and uh, he went into business and actually, you know, World War II starts and he he went uh, into the into the military and served our country in, in World War II and then came back and was a Chicago businessman and and uh, never looked back, you know, but. Uh, so it's interesting, you know, the the, uh, the ties we have in the Dakotas and the Upper Plains to some some big time people and, and nobody really knows these stories but getting back to bobby um him and his family they they have a house out here where i am uh a vacation house a lake house on lake mcconaughey and we're on the southern edge of the sand hills in nebraska just uh, off the north platte river and and uh there's this beautiful uh reservoir here that's just got incredible sand it's just so fine you can pumice your boat with it in the summer. But um, Bobby Bobby had uh, started having some cognitive issues, starting with a a, a surgery um, in twenty eighteen in the fall of twenty eighteen. He had a gallbladder surgery, and you know when when we have people who are going into the ORs and they're elderly and they may have a little bit of mild cognitive impairments that they're pretty good at hiding. And, and uh, then they go through a surgical and anesthesia insult. Sometimes they just don't come out the same. And so that's really what happened with Bobby. Um, he, he basically from the, after his surgery and into the uh, uh, summer of 2019, uh, he, he really wasn't functionally speaking at all. And uh, and Paul Harch and I had just published in January of 2019 a case report on recovery of 
of a dementia case in uh, the New Orleans area, and a 58 year old gal who who we recovered with hyperbaric oxygen therapy at a very low pressure, just um, two pounds per square inch, which is it's only 15% more pressure, but 100% oxygen. And uh, I worked up all the PET scans and these PET scans are to the nines. There's never been anything published like this in the history of medicine where I basically quantified um, in virtually every area of the brain, the recovery of uh, the bioenergetics and, and the uh, glucose metabolism and, and glutathione um, uh, based metabolism as well in in this one brain oversampled it and and so um you know here we here we've just published the the protocols for the recovery of dementia pet verified uh gold standard imaging in dementia neurology world and the family you know is out here on the beach that summer and telling me about you know just what's been going on with Bobby and and I was like you know just kind of starting to put all this together from an altitude wellness standpoint and altitude medicine standpoint but you know I had noticed even that summer that um, Bobby would be better by Sunday night um, and they would come in you know Friday night and he would be better by Sunday late afternoon Sunday evening right before they're about to take off to the mountains again and and so I, I just, I told him, let's, let's watch him over the summer. But I, my, my hypothesis is that every time you guys are going over the mountain pass and through Eisenhower tunnel, he's, he's, that's 11,000 feet altitude. We're at 3000 feet altitude here in Western Nebraska. And so he's getting a physiologic stress where every breath he takes when you guys are driving between the Western slope they live in Vale Eagle area at about 6,000 feet, but you're, you're, they're basically pull, pull, pulling them over the mountain pass there in the intercontinental uh, divide. And, and for, you know, an hour and a half of drive time, he's slowly losing oxygen with every breath under just simple pressure physics. So, um, so, you know, when you're, when you're at, you know, say, you know, Fargo altitude, that's about 14 PSI. And then you start going up the, the high plains and you get up to 3000 feet where, where I am in Ogallala. And that's, that's running um, about 13 PSI. And then Denver is about 12 PSI and kind of the Metro area. And then when you get up to, um, Eisenhower Tunnel at 11,000 feet, that's all the way down to about 9 PSI. And so, you know, so the difference between every breath he's taking um, in the pass, over the pass at 9 PSI versus down here for 48 hours is 12 PSI. That's, that's about 25% increased oxygen content with every breath just on pure physics of pressure and how gases expand with to fill spaces at lower pressures uh, with, you know, lesser molecules. And so, so did you ever, do you ever have them wear a pulse ox over the mountain and see where that ended up or not? No, I never did. Um, That'd have been interesting. You know, I, I was busy in practice and um, that summer I was driving back and forth between Ogallala and Bismarck and, and Hazen uh, where I was uh, doing uh, rural interventional radiology, uh, steroid injections and pain management practice in Hazen and also rugby. I, I met you in rugby. Yep. The first time we ever met each other was of America, right? when I was up at Heart of America Hospital and doing my pain management practice. And, and you know, mm. even back then, I was using pro-immune immune formulation 200 um, which is the point of our podcast, um, to, to protect my patients, number one, from infection, from the steroid side effects. And also I started to find, figure this out in my pain management practice. I would, I would do a hip injection on a, on a farmer or rancher who's got a horrible hip needs it, you know, needs to have a orthopedic 
hardware repair and placement, you know, these old hardcore farmers and ranchers are, they're basically not going to get a hip replaced until they're, they're crying with every step. And so, so my patients, they would, they would do great with steroid injections, but I'd put them on the pro immune and invariably, you know, they've also got shoulder issues and all this, all these other pain management issues that I can't hit with a steroid. And they would show up to, you know, rugby or hazen and a couple of weeks after the steroid injection, after taking the pro immune for that period of time. And they'd be like, you know, doc, my shoulder's feeling better too. It's like, is that, how does that happen? I'm, I'm like, well, I think it's because of the, the glutathione amino acid precursors in the pro immune are probably helping your pain issues in other joints. And, you know, so as I've been practicing this integrative hyperbaric air and oxygen therapy stuff and, and also using amino acid precursors from, you know, that form glutathione and uh, regularly discoursing with Dr. Harch and Dr. Crum, who, um, who holds the patents for Promune, I started to realize that what we're doing is we're basically um, hitting NRF2, which, um, you know, I, I know you would know this, Steve, but NRF2 is, it's, I call it the Jesus molecule. It's, it's truly one of the most important regenerative um, uh, protein plays in, in all of biology. NRF2, when it's turned on and it's it's being um, overexpressed by hyperbaric oxygen therapy, it's basically telling the cell to go out and um, pull in all of the amino acid precursors of glutathione that it can all at once to protect the cell from the side effects of increased oxygen tension at the cellular level. And then that cascade actually ends up creating these high intracellular glutathione levels, which then also, I mean, all of our proteins, our antibodies, everything that has two protein chains or three or four that are having to come together in a complex three-dimensional co configuration, that is actually in part riveted, those complex proteins are in part riveted together by glutathione um, through sulfur-sulfur uh, bonding on um, the various, you know, cysteine amino acids and, and other, you know, methionine and other sulfur-containing amino acids in those protein chains are in many, in many areas using glutathione as a sulfur-sulfur double, double bond uh, kind of a riveting mechanism. And so, you know, I, I just kind of kept you know, as, as a good clinician would do, I just kept observing my patients and, and all this stuff. And, and, uh, and, you know, I put, I put Bobby Koska on uh pro immune immune formulation 200 for about three weeks before we, before we did the hyperbaric air therapy intervention in, in his home at 6,000 feet. And, uh, you know, this miraculous thing happens, uh, which I, I did not expect, but, you know, um, after my wife, Carolyn, taught Ruthie Koska how to operate this hyperbaric air chamber, uh, you know, we went up there on a Sunday in October of 2019, and Connor was vis visiting Colorado College and, and uh, Colorado School, School of Mines for potential college choices, and we, we had this family meeting with the Koskas and taught them how to use the chamber that had been shipped to, to their home a couple weeks before and, and uh, went back up to North Dakota and I'm, I'm out in rugby um, doing my pain management stuff with Chelsea Wyatt on that, that next Friday. And I get this excited call up at heart of America hospital from Ruthie Koska. And she's like, Ted, it's already working. And I'm just like, no, no, you gotta be kidding. And she, she puts Bobby on the phone and he's like, Hey bud, I'm like, how are you? And he's just pretty good. That machine's pretty good. It's a pretty good thing. So, uh, you know, just, it's just this, I just, I'm kind of the lucky squirrel that found, you know, these, these incredible geniuses and Dr. Harch and Dr. Crum and, you know, like, uh, like a good musician that's got two, two mentors. I'm just kind of mixing up, uh, 
little bit of riffs of of uh, both of them and and putting forth this this combined hyperbaric NRF two play, but um, you know, getting back to to the the horrible situation we've been in those last three and a half years, four years now with this pandemic. Um, I, uh, I got with Dr. Crum at the start of the pandemic. Uh, we had a, we had a meeting of the minds at the Harvard club in New York city that he put together and, um, a couple of docs from around the country, uh, brought in some contingents from Omaha and, uh, and North Dakota. And then I had Dr. Hart's zoom in because he had been out skiing in Colorado the week before and broke his hand. So he couldn't fly in for the meeting, but we basically, we created the uh, Manhattan project of sorts for the pandemic where, uh, you know, if you just, if you just um, use uh, some pro immune immune formulation 200, it's the, it's the Trinity of amino acids that form intracellular glutathione uh, Dr. Crum had just gotten it patented in Canada in, in February of 2020 as an antiviral. So he has patent claims as to that formulation being an antiviral in Canada, but uh, through the World Intellectual Property um, uh, uh, agreements that have been signed by every Western nation, you know, patent in Canada actually holds sway in the U.S. So... I went about uh, getting as much pro-immune as I could uh, from Dr. Crum in the raw and started having uh, the other great compounding pharmacist of North Dakota, Kevin Overlander, uh, pack it into individual canisters for me. And and uh, I, I shipped a bunch of that to my uncle's trucking company in uh, April and May of of 2020 to protect his his employees out on the roads uh with schmidt liquid trucking and and you know just kept moving the football down the line um on my own understanding of how how powerful this stuff is as an antiviral and i've had you know patients since 2020 where you know they're coming down sick and you know, get get them some pro-immune. And if you take a scoop of that stuff every two hours when you're sick one evening and go through the night and, you know, nine times out of 10, the person is just fine the next day. Um, and so there's a lot of literature too that I've been on top of over the last three, four years in in terms of glutathione and all viral activities and issues. But, you know, Tony Fauci in 1991 proved at a in cell culture level that glutathione amino acid precursors can shut down HIV replications at the cellular level. And it's basically through interference with reverse transcriptase, which, um, you know, basically the reverse transcriptase just shuts down in, in high levels of intracellular glutathione because the glutathione is chelating the key um, nickel and iron and copper metals that uh, a lot of these viral reverse transcriptase genes need to turn on. It's basically squelching the, the on switch. You know, I'm, I'm, so I'm going through uh, my Bismarck and rugby circles and, and Hazen and, you know, kind of central North Dakota crowd and Kevin's getting um, pro-immune out on the ground um, in Bismarck and uh, and you know it's 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 kind of this it's this you know North Dakota uh, true grit kind of story about how we collectively um, and these these networks and ties you know basically we've saved a bunch of lives with this stuff uh, behind the scenes. And, and, uh, of course, you know, the whole federal apparatus is trying to protect the market for the vaccines and not letting anybody give hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. And I mean, you know, all this stuff and I'm yeah. sure 
most most of anybody who's listening to your podcast already knows all the, a lot of this stuff but but um i'm i'm going into the uh the fall of 2020 and i get a call from dr leslie link and i've worked with her a lot on a lot of cases over the years and kind of been her um behind the scenes imaging specialist for her her cancer patients um and consulted with her and she actually saved my brother's life from lyme disease back in 2013 and so um you know when she called me on october 5th of 2020 she's like ted i i got a, a little birdie gave me this line on uh the north dakota cares act funding apparently of the 15 million dollars that we had it was already spent there's a leftover five hundred thousand dollars that uh ag commissioner doug Gehring is on this committee putting up for requests for proposals and she's like what do you think let's 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 pitch this naturopathic hyperbaric manhattan project uh countermeasures program that you that you've been you know basically pioneering uh in the back alleys of north dakota uh let's let's uh let's see if we can't get a grant and actually create a mash unit in bismarck she's like you know i mean if we could get half of this fund two hundred fifty thousand dollars and get you know five to ten soft chambers and you know a bunch of you know pro-immune bulk pro-immune and just let's set up a mash unit in bismarck that was that was kind of the dream i'm like okay she's like but i've got clinic all day and tomorrow and um there's a five o'clock deadline on this and <laughs> she's calling me at five o'clock on Monday, October 5th. And it's the due date is 5 PM, October 6th. So I just start, you know, writing all this stuff up and pitch this, you know, grant and I get it emailed to the ad commissioner's office, like at four fifty nine on the 6th of October. And I was just like, I don't know, Leslie, you know, I think we're probably competing against some pretty big dogs. And she's like, yeah, we probably are. And, but uh, they, they, they liked the proposal. They had us, they had us come in and, and give our spiel and, and our, our pitch. And, and I had, um, I had kind of engineered a little uh, derivative of, of the pro immune to, to catch the fancy of uh, our ag commissioner's uh, heart by um, spiking the pro-immune with about 10% beetroot powder, which if you look at the exercise physiology literature, uh, beetroot powder and the nitric oxide um, derivatives from beetroot powders it's all over the exercise physiology literature as as this performance enhancement tool for athletes and of course we're dealing with a virus that is predominantly it's a it's a, it's not a pulmonary inf infection it's not a nasal epithelial infection as much as it's a vascular capillary infection of those tissues and so um so i put i put the beetroot powder in and then spirulina is something that I've been taking for decades uh, for its radioprotective effects. It's a single-celled um, uh, primordial algae. It's, it's really a cyanobacteria. It's technically not an algae. But it's been used by NASA um, for the space station program. And, and um, I think a fair amount of it was used in the Chernobyl nuclear disaster with chlorella and um, and I started using it way back in 2006 because, you know, I'm surrounded by radiation in my special procedures world and, you know, doing fluoroscopically guided procedures and CT guided procedures. And so just for my own protection, you know, I started supplementing daily with spirulina. 
and found it to be a very useful hangover buster for um, uh, the lake crowd out here <laughs> over the years. Double uh, down is a. If you if you another, take another if use. you take if you take uh, this is verified many times clinically in my sisters in law who like to have a fair piece of wine um, on a summer evening. But if you take uh, three grams of spirulina and a big glass of water and right before you go to bed, you're going to wake up feeling much better than if you hadn't. And so um, the spirulina tastes pretty bad. So, so the beetroot powder and the spirulina um, at about 5%. And then I started adding some tart, tart, things um you know like lemon powder and um basically i had kind of already been doing this purple powder thing before we got to october because um uh, what you might find in your patients too uh is that younger women in particular do not like the taste of pro immune immune formulation 200 it's the sulfur residues kind of overpower the palate of young women. Hmm. I haven't found that in younger men, um, uh, but it, it seems to be true. And so I, I really kind of got into this purple powder uh, concept and, and spiking the pro-immune so that my daughter and her friends would take this stuff over the summer of 2020. And, you know, the pandemic's still going on and we don't have anything else. And I'm just like, you know, figuring out different blends that are palatable for, for my daughter, Ellie. And, um, so she was kind of the first testing, um, guinea pig on the palatability of the purple powder. And then I brought in three different versions, uh, to doc, to, uh, Doug Gehring and the, and the committee, uh, to taste test, um, in our, in our session where we pitched the, the, the proposal and, uh, did you, know, did you feel did you feel like you were kind of like on Shark Tank or? Yeah, totally. <laughs> it was a total Shark Tank moment, and uh, and you know, and Gehring's a pretty cool cat, and and uh, he was just like you know, I think both of these taste pretty good, so you just you guys just figure out which one you want. And so the the committee met after our our um, in person uh, hearing. I guess you'd call it. And, and of course the, the two other companies that were fighting for this $500,000 were uh, Fargo based multinational giants in diagnostics and MRNA um, technology. Hmm. So um, what comes out of the wash in the next week was, you know, and I, I pitched and wrote up all of the costs and expenses for all the soft chambers and, you know, bulk pro immune and, and opening a facility on a lease and all this stuff, you know, virtually overnight. And uh, so, you know, my pitch for $250,000 was denied, but Gehring and, and the team came back and said, you know, we, we still love this idea and this concept. So we're going to give you 50 grand. Mm -hmm. And, um, you guys can scale down and and basically with that 50 grand of, of funding we that uh enabled dr link to have two brand new soft chambers uh that we could you know shuttle some people with covid into and at least we at least we have some footprint of a clinic uh not a full on bore you know high end mash clinic uh which I eventually kind of did get that project off the ground in Iowa. Um, but that's a story for another day. And um, so, yeah, so two hyperbaric chambers uh, went to Dr. Link and then um, the rest of the funds went into purchases of spirulina and beetroot powder and uh, Promune and, 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 and an advertising media budget. And so, uh, right as we kind of got the funding put together and, and I'm starting to, you know, basically in my home kitchen, 
uh, we're on lockdown again, right after the election in November of 2020. And so I'm having to mix all this stuff in my kitchen. But, you know, as a, as a doctor in the Northern Plains, you know, that's the way medicine ran a hundred years ago, even, even 60 years ago, you know, it was doctors in small towns putting together some formulations in their kitchen sometimes that got people through a, a crisis in the 1930s and 40s. And uh, so, so uh, yeah, so then, you know, I basically packaged up all this purple powder with, you know, Promune, uh, comprising about 80% of it, and also um, put a little vitamin D3 So into is the product. so is so there's proimmune which is Dr. Crumb's product, right? Yes. And then you you were adding different things like the spirulina, the the beetroot powder, Yes. um, those sort of things to make it. So is that proimmune uh, immune formula two hundred? That is your formula. No, that's Dr. Crumb's formula. That's Dr. Crumb's formula. Yours That's is. that's the that's the base powder Yep. through which I I added viral additional viral specific concepts and 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 taste modifiers Got it. to, to create something that is a little better than pro immune immune formulation 200 alone uh but it's quite arduous for me as a working physician to continue to do this uh and 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 so there's 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 a there's a whole uh whole host of um people across you know the dakotas and nebraska and who who have had you know handmade purple powder for me uh save their lives but in the end it's just a lot easier to just you know get the pro immune and uh the commercial grade stuff and and get it out through you know you and kevin and and other pharmacists in the, in the Northern Plains and uh, the, the you save pharmacy down here in Ogallala is carrying it. There's a couple pharmacies out on the front range carrying it now and uh, some in Omaha, but so, but the other fun part of the story though, is, um, you know, when, uh, when Lieutenant Governor Brent Sanford was on quarantine and I had, I had gotten together with Sandy, his wife early on in the pandemic Uh, when she was lambasted uh, for a Facebook post that she had saying, you know, there's still a lot of people on lockdown in North Dakota. It's our elderly are still on lockdown um, in all the nursing homes. And uh, it was a front page news story uh, when the whole Floyd incident was going on in Minnesota. And, and, she, and she was, um, I think, uh, right on the mark. Uh, why are we why are we not you know taking care of our own in North Dakota who are socially isolated still and it's June 2020 everyone else in the state is not on lockdown except for our nursing home patients and so I got to be good friends with her that summer and um, her sister-in-law who's a nurse out in Fargo um, and she's she's been putting out vitamin D stuff you know, from the start of the pandemic, I'm, I'm putting all that stuff out into the legislature and, and, you know, we're, it's like, why, why are we not listening to our homegrown North Dakota professionals um, on these matters of health and wellness? And uh, so when, when Brent was on quarantine, I came over to their house and this was January of 2021. And I, and I taught Sandy how to make it, the purple powder. And uh, she was just like, you know, this is this is great. And I'm just like, yeah, it's just I'm just, you know, it's just like amino acid bartending. It's just it's just like, you know, cooking up some good food. It's just it's like cake mix. It's it's just so simple. And she's like, it is so simple. I'm like, yeah. So um, I had a lot of fun with fun with that project. And and, you know, I've I've um, under the auspices of the grant even. You know, I felt I felt it's part of my due diligence, um, part of my um, responsibility, even to communicate to the public, not just in North Dakota, but 
from North Dakota out to the rest of the world um, that we 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 found a very special blend of naturopathic concepts here that can and, and and as verified by me and all of my clinical affiliates who have started doing this stuff on, in the Northern Plains too. Uh, this is this is really the the safest, most natural, and uh, if you can get into a hyperbaric chamber, uh, really the most effective way to shut down viral replications in the human body uh, virtually overnight. And uh, so it, it's basically it is it is the pandemic um, medical countermeasure response of all time, and. Uh, you know, if anybody wants to go after me for saying that on this podcast, I'll, I'll debate you to the nines on the physics of it, but also the economics of it. We could have saved this country trillions of dollars had we had we done these simple things, and our workforce would not be decimated by these corrupt uh, vaccine companies. Um, you know, uh, we, we've been built as a society and, and, you know, here, lo and behold, this little prairie state of 700,000 people basically put together the best anti-pandemic countermeasures known to mankind. And that's, that's just the truth of the matter, you know? That's incredible. No ifs, so and or buts. Yeah. So, so when we get down to the, the roots of uh, proimmune, the proimmune product. Yeah. So, so let me, let me go into one other thing. Yeah. I, I also had people inhaling proimmune and, and I still do. Um, and, and I've had COPD patients who have reversed pulmonary function declines. Um, I've had nurses with brittle asthma in Bismarck not have any trouble with asthma after they started doing my academic mind boosting protocol of just snorting a little bit of Dr. Crumb's great pixie dust. And, you know, I, I've been doing that actually for almost, well, since 2016, um, when I'm, when I'm reading films and I'm getting to a lull in mentation, you know, I'm processing 2000 images per pet study. I'm processing 1500 images per CT head and head and neck and or CTA head and neck and, you know, doing these stroke workups. And there's a lot of inf information that my mind has to process in blinks of the eye. And, uh, you know, you start getting tired especially in the middle of the night and you don't want to jolt up with caffeine right before you're needing to go to bed, you just snort some pro-immune and it just totally perks you up. It just puts a smile on your face. But um, I treated my daughter, Ellie, um, for COVID in the home. Uh, we couldn't put her in the hyperbaric chamber because she had too much sinus um, impact from the infection. And, you know, that's one of the contraindications to, to getting in a hyperbaric chambers. If you've got sinus problems, you might end up with the worst headache you've ever had in your life. And, and it's, sure. it's bad. Mm -hmm. uh, but so I hooked up, I rigged up a, an oxygen concentrator into a table craft um, bartending squeeze bottle, uh, put a canister of pro-immune in, in the, in the bottom, and then used the uh, oxygen concentrator oxygen out, output to basically um, missed up the pro-immune. Oh, sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you can see that, the audience, you're not gonna be able to see this, but I'm just shaking up a canister of pro-immune and uh, with my hand over the top and then lifting my hand off. And it's, it's such a fine powder, it's completely inhalable. And that's a microdosing technique Mm -hmm. that um aside from the snorting techniques a lot of that snorting stuff is going up through the olfactory nerve into my brain but the microdosing inhalation of the, just the very fine dust goes into your your terminal bronchioles and then you have glutathione synthesis occurring specifically right in the lung tissues wow. where you have a covid infection and so that knocked out ellie's infection overnight 
Wow. But see, you know, those are things that, you know, I'm an old school, I'm like a, I'm a, like an old school country doc from like the 1930s. Sure. Yeah. You know, the, and you know, all of my medical students, like I've been, I've been teaching this stuff to a bunch of North Dakota medical students for all these years and, 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 you know, being creative and don't, don't let anybody at Mayo Clinic, you know, tell you that you're not smarter and better than them because you grew up on a farm in North Dakota and you, you had to figure out stuff to get through the, through the farm life. And, and that yeah. creativity is something that is, we're losing so fast. Right. Totally. Creative um, thinking, thinking outside the box, actually what some people would call would be medical rifting. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> no, we're, we're not medical rifting anymore. We're, you know, I mean, there's, too many protocols out there. We don't think outside the box and and create new, you know, design design uh, protocols for individuals instead of for the masses, right? Right. You know, I think people, I think patients are clamoring for something different. They're they're seeking providers that that are going to think differently to help them through this healthcare journey because yeah, there's a there's some distrust going on. Obviously, that's that they've created. And um, it, it people are looking for something that that's a fix and not just a bandaid. You know, in in terms of what you do so wonderfully for your patients and these protocols that you know we physicians can call on you to to do you know some very specific compounding things. It's it's you know something that. That doesn't exist in a lot of states. That doesn't exist in a lot of places. You know, I, there's no compounding pharmacist out here in Western Nebraska that I can pick up the phone and call like you and say, hey, can you mix this up together with this and get it to my patient? You know, that's 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 unique about the great state of North Dakota. And, and um, you know, I, I guess it's a little bit of a, a derivative riff off of our discussion um, on pro-immune and naturopathic things and antivirals, but I have always surmised that North Dakota and its pharmacy laws are as important as the State Bank of North Dakota. That, that great state, which I will always first consider myself a North Dakota physician because that's where I first practiced medicine. You know, we have our own state bank and we have these laws that protect our citizens from the big box machine of pharmaceuticals and pharmacies like CVS and Walgreens coming in and just destroying the, the homegrown North Dakota pharmacist. Yeah, well, but, this is this has been a this has been a great discussion about uh, a lot of things. But um, man, I really appreciate you coming on and uh, giving us your time and and chat chatting us up. So um, it's it's uh, highlighting that pro immune formula, which I think is got so many benefits to it. And you know, we're we're gonna keep uh, providing it for for our patients for. Long yeah. Huh? Well, you know, I, I, I've got that KFYR Dr. Ted Tuesday Fogarty on fire radio show. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it out there tomorrow for you. Okay. All right. Well, we appreciate it. Go, go see Steven Dickinson. We're doing the best that we can and, and uh, with the tools that we have, and it's great to have more tools uh, like the one that you're bringing to us here with the pro immune. So let the pixie dust fly. The pixie dust fly, and um, <laughs> you know, for your patients, and you've, I'm sure you've got patients who are coming in with prescriptions for um, antivirals. And if you look at Dr. Crumb's patents in Canada, it lists all of these, all of the antivirals, all the modern antivirals, except maybe remdesivir is not in there because that was not on the list for his patent attorneys at the sure. time. You know, they filed that patent five years before. 20 in 2015 and so it, it was awarded in 2020 right as the pandemic was hitting i mean if that isn't a sign from god 
above. I don't know what is. Um, but, but yeah, you know, if you've got patients coming in and they're, and they're going on antiviral therapy, you know, it, as a physician, I would say, you know, you're going to protect yourself from the side effects of those antivirals with proimmune. And you're probably also going to improve your general wellness and antiviral play based on the patents of Albert Crum and the clinical experience of Ted Fogarty in North Dakota. The, those patients of yours, I would highly encourage to purchase Proimmune from you and take it with their antivirals. Perfect. Great advice. Dr. Ted, we're going to wrap this. We're going to make it a wrap. All right. So if you've made it this far into the podcast, the reward is 25% off the supplement of your choice, including Proimmune. Um, using the code Dr. Fogarty Podcast for <clears throat> telephone and in-person orders at the pharmacy. So thanks, thanks again, Dr. Ted. Yeah, and, and uh, just everyone, there's at least one presidential candidate who's taking Proimmune every day. Oh, wow. And uh, I hand-delivered several canisters to Doug Burgum before he ran for president while he was in his office in the fall of 2020. And uh, I don't know what he ever did with it, but. We'll see where it maybe, goes, right? Maybe, maybe go with those who are still in the race. And uh, I'll just drop the, drop the name. It's Bobby Kennedy Jr. He's a, he's a personal friend of mine. Sweet. I've been one of his top advisors for about 12 years. And uh, so. Cool. And as always, be vigilant about your health. As always, be vigilant about your health.